Are those like snickerdoodles in there? I would imagine most of my friends are probably just sitting around eating cookies getting high. <laughs> this is really the podcast. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait to start. Start talking about noise. Harsh Truths Podcast. I know it's that time of year where there's travel and travel delays, so I hope that this special holiday edition of the podcast can uh, take some of your time, whether you're in a car, on a bus, on a train, or if you're like me, waiting for a plane all day only to have your flight canceled. Uh, Otherwise, I hope that you have your Rita box sets ripped and on your iPhone and ready to go. Um, this episode is definitely uh, uh, on the lighthearted side. I'll have a little more to say on the outro, but uh, I think we're just going to jump right in. So uh, strap in, and here we go. I made a list. <laughs> a list of my best releases. Your best? Yeah, yeah. Scant's best releases? No, that would be sick. <laughs> I can go through that easily. Look, and this isn't in any particular I don't order. I list for that. <laughs> I thought Roman was like asking questions. Oh, I probably missed that part. No, no I started. I've been waiting for I, you. I, this is this is a more of a laid back kind of thing. Justin's Just get everybody in the group. By the way, 80%, oh, you don't have any questions, Roman? How are we gonna, to save it, how we gonna kickstart this bad boy if you don't have some sort of root questions? Yeah, dude, dude what this um, <laughs> Margaret scam? I'm obsessed. I know, with, um, I see yeah. I've been talking about it all morning. Someone's oh. throwing fake farmer clothes <laughs> 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 order free order tickets. <laughs> I wish that's I validating as fuck. <laughs> She's scam good. <laughs> that's sick. The, the post in the end, it's like, this is not actually the artist Pharmacon. It's a dance. Wow. It's a dance called Pharmacon. That's so good. To the Pharmacon. <laughs> to the fucking Pharmacon. What's the Pharmacon dance? Big year for I can't imagine that she has too many deep dance moves. Boots I can see her having like a chicken thing, like an office party, like I have my, I have my, I have a list here too, and for some reason it's all the stuff I liked in that, and for some reason at the end I just wrote cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> I'm trying to remember to buy stuff, <laughs> but I haven't eaten cinnamon toast crunch in years. Sure, it's you're just thinking about it. Maybe I'm just thinking about it. What you're looking forward to? Your hot releases list. Well, happy happy gonna, holidays, everybody. I'm gonna have to take. Yeah, you can you like do an official intro? Yeah, so yeah, can... yeah. I, I was kind I'm of sorry that we're making you eat cookies. In. That you're making you look at these cookies that are festive, but oh, because you're yeah, I can't. a dick and didn't send the vegan ones. Yeah. 
You got like a yeah. big piece of hair stuff. Who you fucking? <laughs> Oh my god, it took so long to get out of his beard. <laughs> who, are, who are you fucking? left us in the bathroom. He left us in the bathroom. And he's just like, oh, put this he in here. Maybe it was on my shirt because I just got the washable. Who you been hanging out with? Don't throw it on the floor, please. It's, I don't, it's at least. that shit in the garbage. It's not sorry. You want to hang it up? No, come on. <laughs> Fuck out of here. It's a garland. Sorry. You're right by it's a window. Vape, it's vape. It's different. Yet, no, it's not. That's <laughs> this works. No, the vape is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard the word secondhand vape in your life? Firsthand vape is already weak. We might have another vape. Do I diversify? The first one was such a big hit. I'm not gonna lie, I love hearing the sound of like shifting things in like podcasts and interviews when you hear like crackling paper. <laughs> I watch I watch a lot of no jumper episodes, so my bar for what a good podcast is is so God low. Damn, no jumper. No jumper is like these hour long hip hop oh, interviews that bro. almost always like run out of content and there's just time <laughs> left. So at least ten minutes is always just like them like going like like thinking of some shit to say and it's just like, dude, maybe just don't air this part, you know? Like <laughs> They had, they're, they're a hip-hop podcast, they're a hip-hop podcast on, and then there are, like, other, like, insane, like, terrible bro thing they do is, like, any, like, white porn star that's, like, very, like, BBC-like videos or whatever, they they interview them as well. So it's just rappers and then white porn stars that fuck black guys. And it's white guys that do the interviews. So Jesus. it's just, like, it's, it's punishing. And it's, like, not famous rappers. It's just, like, the tier right below. <laughs> Sean has probably seen a lot of No Jumper. <coughs> I know what it is. I'm not. You've not I'm watched not No Jumper? I've deep on the No Jumper. The porn star ones are hilarious. Because <laughs> yeah. there's even less to say. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Thousands of Dead Gifts. This fucker's got a coffee the whole thing. Is that really what's going to be cool? <laughs> <laughs> you can keep this part in because I'm having the cookie and Justin's coughing. So. <laughs> Pretty much sums it up. It sums up the friendship. Um, so I guess we can just in- really quick introduce ourselves. I mean, everyone knows who I am, so I'll let you go clockwise around the room. What am I supposed to say? I'm, my name is Chris Hansell. I live with an idiot, <laughs> Justin Lakes. <laughs> Justin's having cookies, but Justin's here and I'm here too, Maybe Matt. we should get some photo And Shawnee's here as well, so... Yeah. Hey, Shawnee. Shawnee. You gonna be quiet the whole time? Probably. Maybe you should Don't introduce us. Nah, Shawnee's got a lot to say. And we got about what? <coughs> but, yeah, so we've got Chris, who performs as Ligature, and Justin, who performs as Shredded Nerve and Plus Drainer. We've got Matt, who performs as Scamp. We've got Shawnee, who performs as Jackson, Jackson Pratt. We're all in a luxurious apartment in... New York City. <laughs> We're in Ridgewood. <coughs> Queens. Not the record show. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we just go around real quick and just like say a little bit about ourselves or like what got uh, okay, what, what what got it like what brought what brought you into noise? I mean Damn. Justin? I brought you in? No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you go first, buddy. I don't like to think of it that way. 
Wow. I mean, Justin <laughs> Justin was like a metal kid. Yeah. As a as a teenager, was that how you got exposed to those? Like through like relapse yeah, like or relapse and I going to like Earwax in Wisconsin. Mm. Oh, that's right. You're from a, you're from the old Wisconsin area. Oh, yeah. About you, Matt. Me, uh, I uh, grew up in the D.C. area and would go to all these experimental shows all the time because that was just like a huge scene for more like academically themed like experimental music in D.C. There's the Sonic Circuits, uh, um, this like festival or whatever. And one time I was hanging out at the festival and my buddy Jacob, who really wasn't my friend yet, um, but would be my friend immediately after this, looked at me and asked me if I thought it sucked. And I, I did. I did think it sucked. Um, <laughs> not everything sucked there. There were some really good performers I saw, but in general, most of it was boring and it, it sucked a lot. And uh, my buddy Jacob was real hip because he was just getting into all kinds of noise stuff, be like hospital productions and stuff like that. And they had this like show house, and like before, uh, yeah, be, be really, really quickly, we just started throwing noise shows in the suburbs. And then now it's now it's today. It's really there's just straight A to B from that moment to this one. Nice. I think Matt and I know each other from just being two dudes that book shows in the suburbs in relatively similar places, but, yeah. Yeah. I think I know Matt through you. Is that, yeah? Maybe guess... through Angel when we played at Bella Dubby. Yeah, actually, yeah. Now uh, because uh, back in these days, we had somehow the, the Cleveland Noise DVD, and so uh, the average-ass events of your life see, were pretty legendary to a few of us back in Virginia. So I remember being very stoked to play at Bella Dubby, and probably that's pretty crazy to you, that, that concept that someone would be excited to uh, play inside Bella Dubby, which was, seemed like a... Uh, that was the coffee like a ca- Yeah, like a cafe yeah. that maybe had some nice beers and uh, skin graft sets. So. Yeah. That's, the skin graft sets. Pretty perfect to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Sean, how are you? Uh, I got into, like, I was, like, grew up as, like, a punk kid in uh, a town called Sandy Hook, Connecticut. Um, Sandy Hook? Yeah. The Sandy Hook is where I'm from. What do you mean? From the thing. <laughs> what do I mean? <laughs> from the thing. The, the uh, sensationalized news event is where I'm from. Uh, you think it really happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, going in that direction with this one, huh? The pod, uh, yeah, I grew up like being really, like, really into punk, and there's like a lot of like holdover of like screamo stuff from the early 2000s in Connecticut that like, like, like dripped down through me, and then I just wanted stuff that was more punk, and that's how I got into the noise, like stuff that's like more devolved. Right. It's been a lot, like, I'm younger, so it's been a lot of time on the internet. It's pretty Sure, yeah. No. The internet makes it really easy, which is weird. It's weird that I'm at a point in my life where a lot of my friends are friends because think, of access to the internet. I think you and I met in real life before we were friends on the internet. No, we did. You played you played a uh, audio-visual baptism yeah, at the tower. Yeah, at the tower, right? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think I met all of you guys in real life before we were friends on the internet. Mm. We had met at end times. Oh, damn. Was that the, and I the just, super wasted one? Probably, yeah. <laughs> It was when Nick Klein had his injury still. Yeah, that was a, that was. A and I met you in real life when you were on tour with Roger. St- we were playing yeah. with Roger Stellan on tour with Heinlein and Justin, and mm-hmm. and I met you on my first tour in Cleveland. Yeah. With Puce Mary. Yep. And I met you in at a show in New York. So it's like actually that's actually nice to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's all in that real life. That's pretty sick. Um, the, to to me though the the thing about the internet versus meeting people in real life is I really got to point out that today. 
while that concept is uh, different because of the visual aspect of Instagram and Facebook and like that, I feel like people aren't able to posture as successfully on the internet as they did back in like, I don't know, the days when I met specifically Roman and Justin, like the message boards, like the contracts on message board or whatever, is that like, I really do uh, miss a lot of these noise projects being built up to like, be like some like mythical, like crazy thing I could like never comprehend because now almost always even like the spookiest or like weird weirdest uh projects or most cold shit i'm coming about i also friend them on facebook that i'm watching them and their girlfriend at applebee's the next week and <laughs> shit like that and it's like i get it and that's cool because i go to applebee's too um but you know it was really cool when back when it was just like a name number of posts and like a bunch of ridiculous statements and misinformation so yeah. that there's just uh for Both what it's worth little, and weaknesses. yeah a little nod to the uh the glory days of pretending to be someone else online. It was great. It's yeah. wonderful. Have we gone full circle? No, I guess not me. Uh, I grew up in a town called Valley Stream, like 15 miles from where we are now, in Long Island, like around the border of Queens. But I grew up just like Shawnee. I'm like, I'm a bit old, I'm 30, but I grew up on punk and hardcore. And then, honestly, just through like starting to listen to more like fucked up, like noise punk stuff, like drunks with guns and stick men with ray guns and and. and eventually leading me to like brain bombs then I would start reading about White House through brain bombs and then hearing that stuff for the first time was like I didn't understand it and I didn't like it at first and then uh, once I started becoming more exposed to it I I, uh, I found out that there was these shows at this house in Far Rockaway the red light district I didn't know anybody there but I, it was very close to where I grew up it was like a six seven minute drive and uh I went over there once with a friend blindly and just saw, like, I, I don't even remember who played and I still can't figure it out with, like, Margaret because I didn't know anything at the time. Uh, but it was just, like, a harsh noise gig and I just remember every, it was, like, maybe, like, 10, 15 people there, if that. And I was just kind of taken aback by the house itself and, like, the vibe. And uh, and then I guess, like, a year after that, I ran into Rusty Kelly on the street in New York. And Total Abuse was on tour. I'd just seen them, I think, the night before. And he was like, hey, we're playing at the Red Light District with Yellow Tears. You should come. And I went. And it was, like, it was the first time I saw Yellow Tears. And it, like, absolutely pulverized me. It was, like, when the, right, right after, like, Don't Cry had come out. So they had, like, I thought they had New York City by the balls at that time. And, uh and then seeing total, seeing like the juxtaposition of like a band, a punk band like Total Abuse, and like noise kids going crazy for them while they're playing, and then watching Yellow Tears, and the same, the same, like just, I don't know, I felt really welcomed there. And then I started going all the time, and Margaret and Ryan Woodhall eventually came up to me and were like, "You that fucking kid that like mail orders records from one town over from us?" <laughs> and like kind of like made fun of me, but like really like, you know, humbly. And then after that, Margaret would just message me on MySpace all the time. She found me and then would just tell me about gigs and I would just show up to them. And that was, I just kind of sunk into it through that. Nice. So living in New York City, mm -hmm. it's, it's the outside perception, at least to me, has always been like, this is a place where like things are easily accessible. Like there's, if you, if there's a niche, there's some, a place that provides for that niche. Right. And I think that, Justin and Matt have kind of stepped up and, and opened up that kind of space for, for Harsh Noise in particular. For sure. Um, how, when did you guys open up? March? February? February uh, February 17th, I think. Yeah, 18th or 19th. Or maybe February 18th or 17th. I think it was the 17th. Would you guys, how, how do you guys feel almost a year in? Uh, 
and going like increasingly like I don't know just having just having like a, a little bit of time to like realize what works and doesn't work has been really good yeah yeah um, personally for me I've listened to more noise than I have ever since I was like maybe like seven eight years ago in my life which was like uh, I don't know, obviously a really really exciting young period of mine uh, you know discovering all this new music listening to all of it and everything like that and while uh, maybe this year I haven't heard as many new things as I'd like to have. I've definitely listened to a, a ton of noise being there and like helped like uh, I don't know reconnect with why I'd even have the idea to sell a store full of noise cassettes in the first place. Um, I wanted to uh, say that earlier uh, something I forgot to mention when you asked me about like how I got into uh, noise and all that stuff is that uh, my uh, dear friend uh, Angel used to always invite me over her house and she had a massive tape collection and still likely does I haven't seen it I just assume it's still gigantic and she would just explain to me every single detail or everything she knew about every tape as the tape was playing and I really feel like I like almost like a verbatim copy that style when anyone is in the store asking me for recommendations or like I'm really just imprinting that experience on them because seriously I'm talking like maybe like two days worth of like being at this girl's house she's just playing me tapes after tape after tape and just explaining to me every either petty detail or important detail that she knew about it even down to the like uh, I know this person likes so and so uh, sport or whatever she's like that just like you know really just bringing it in full information full experience so that's just a try and have interactions like that every time I'm in the store and yeah. it's just I can, I can interject for one second just hanging out at the shop and seeing the way that Justin and Matt treat people when they come in that are maybe not necessarily uh, versed in what they're selling I've not like you know there's the classic record store employee vibe where you know usually people are shitheads or like they're not interested in helping some kid out that doesn't really know exactly what they want or whatever but just like <laughs> Matt specifically but Justin and Matt both like be able to be like if you like this this sounds like this because X, Y, Z, and you should check this out. This is a really, you know, like, and, and that's like really important. I think, especially for younger people to have something like that, where someone's nice to them and making them feel welcome at what could be like an intimidating looking shop or whatever. It's called thousands of dead gods. You know, <laughs> if you don't know the Rita, you're not you're like, what the fuck I is I think this? it's mostly just intimidating because it's really small. So when you go in there, there's like no way to like not look someone in the face. Exactly. You know, like... Which is a good thing. I think yeah. it's good to have to engage with the, pre I, but I can see like when like all of us are hanging out in there and like, it could be like a not, but once someone walks in, everybody kind of stops what they're doing. Like, Hey, and everybody says what up to the, the customers yeah. actually, <laughs> even the people who don't work there myself or whatever. But yeah, I think that it's, 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 uh, uh, they're feeling an important void in New York right now for that kind of stuff, because you could always check out the noise sections at different record stores and, but you're never going to get someone who's just willing to sit there and talk with you for fucking five hours about a <laughs> macronym for discography, you know, <laughs> these kids like, yeah. right. And I think that's like, that is like a thing that like, I think most people that stick with it for a long time had mm -hmm. is like someone early on that kind of like show the way or pass the torch or whatever. Dude, I had Ingman was like the guy that would like, I would go into Earwax and just give him money and he would just like make me check out different stuff and like I probably wouldn't know like half the sick shit if it yeah. weren't for somebody that was just like, no, you like have to check this out, you know? Yeah. I don't know, it's cool. Even, even like, I, I don't know, even just like finding out what people are into is, is really sick to you. Just like, I don't know, like older dudes that are finding out about like more recent stuff is like, probably been the coolest thing for me recently 
Yeah, that's gotta be awesome. Yeah, like all the old heads coming into the shop. Just go, oh, I heard about this place that come out from like Forest Hills and like, you know. Well, and just finding out that there's like stuff that they didn't know was happening right now that they hear and are getting really stoked again is like, I don't know, pretty, that's, that's like what's cool about it to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good uh, to me that you got to connect the old and the new concepts um, because it's got to like be seen as like a story. Like you were talking about, you know, like passing it down from people, like uh, almost like that starts sounding like you know, like uh, like spoken tradition, like type stuff. And while maybe there's some old heads that are upset that noise isn't more like that, because I know there's a lot of people that claim it once was, and I'm sure it was. I don't know about that. I had the internet when I was a kid, so I don't know. I don't know what the old life was like. You know? right, that it was too. probably magical. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I feel it's important to keep up as much of that feel as you can just because uh, uh, noise is something that finds its hands in a lot of like extremely alienated people. And like uh, I've, I've known a lot of people personally where it's like it's the one community they, they could belong to. You right. know? Whereas any it really – I do think that, you know, obviously – noise takes all all types of people get thrown into the big uh, mixing pot of what constitutes like a noise person you know what I mean it's a huge widespread but for a lot of those people it really is like the one place they could they could chill because it's like they're they're freaks and that, that it's important so it's important to keep it uh, you know keep it alive and like remind people how many other people are out there so you don't feel you know too isolated sure I think another another like aspect of that <clears throat> that you guys are, are active in now is, is running a label and like getting other folks material out there um how's that how's that experience been for you guys it's been awesome like it's getting i'm more excited every time we're like getting masters from people i've wanted to do this for years i've tried a couple of times shittily because there's like aspects of it that i'm terrible at that Matt's good at and vice versa and you know like I don't know it's it's cool to actually be able to put stuff out that I wish I could have put out earlier or like wish I could have tried to like be doing stuff similar to for a long time but yeah like just hearing people's masters is, is incredible and just I don't know I think it's gonna get better and better as we keep doing it we're still we only have what 14 13 things out so I think once we have 14 14 yeah i think once we have more it's gonna just be like a cooler and cooler experience hopefully what's uh what's cool to me about the label and i'm glad this is something me and justin are very much on the same page about is that a lot of our dedication to noise is forged uh out of coming out of like very clandestine scenes namely uh richmond virginia for me and cincinnati ohio for justin and i think that you'll see well i mean i know that you'll see a, a good concentration of artists from both those areas coming up even further from us we already have put on some of our favorite acts um, that haven't had as much exposure from back home and uh, definitely going to be doing more and more of that just because uh, that's to us just like the root of like like these small scenes all throughout America are the root of like wild noise is so interesting because everyone has their own little like uh, twist on it you know so like both of those cities have grown a lot since we've left and I think that it's like going to be cool to connect dots again just between those places with like I don't know people that have become more active in the last couple of years uh, putting people like in touch with each other is, is also like part of it that I think is really cool because if you like are dropped in like the same batch or like I don't know just same label I think people always end up like becoming friends with each other just out of like starting to connect through that kind of stuff I don't know I think, I think that would be cool 
Yeah, I mean, we put the uh, Noise Nomads and Plowshare tapes out at the same time, and then, like, literally, like, maybe a few weeks later, they, like, uh, Jeff had to, was crashing on Nate's couch when he had a tour date in Cincinnati, so it's, like, I don't know, that's just, like, it, it's important to build those uh, vibes, because if I hadn't been around those vibes of so many people helping each other out, uh, I definitely think that I would be burnt out or, like, maybe not care as much to put so much effort into it, just because... Uh, you know, I mean, it's like limited edition releases, it's a noise music, so like, you know, you, if you really are, have relationship with relatives or normal friends, you just gotta be explaining how it even is a real thing, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can't even just be like, oh, this is my band, and it sounds kind of weird, it's like, actually has to be a conversation of like, is this like some kind of weird symptom of a mental illness you're now <laughs> Am I a bad person? <laughs> like, 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 what, what, what's, what's wrong with you, why do you, why do you do this, you know? Even if I was in, you know, some insane like porno grind band, I'd be able to just be like, "This band, is my, yeah. yeah, this is my metal band, uh, <laughs> sadistic uh, double anal fucker or whatever." You know what I mean? Like I could just do that, but uh, explaining that I'm running the, the the tape machine through effects pedals and uh, yeah, for those of us that are lucky enough, you know, jamming the samples off an iPad or something like that. Um, <laughs> that sounds crazy. You're you know? one of those lucky yeah. guys. Yeah. I mean, my dad uses used that iPad, that exact iPad, because it's his old iPad he gave me. He used it exclusively to uh, watch pornography. So <laughs> he wouldn't understand that. Um, he wouldn't understand that I'm using it to make music. There's a big crack down the middle. He had discarded the thing. I found it last holiday season. Now I make music with it. See, that already sounds crazy. How do you crack it? Cracked it? I don't know. Some porno accident. <laughs> got too excited or stood up or something. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god. We can dial him in. We can ask him if he wants. He's at work. <laughs> um, so one thing that's this year has been a little bit different for both of you is like I feel like you guys have played I mean well you went you went to Europe, Justin. Yeah. But like Matt, you didn't seem to play as much out of town this year. Uh no. Um there's a lot to do here. Yeah. And that was like nice because uh truth be told, uh a lot of the allure of touring is that life sucks, gotta go, you know what I mean? And uh, not saying that life didn't suck this year. Of course it <laughs> sucked, you know? Um, but uh, there's a lot to do here, and that's sure. great. It's a great feeling. There's a lot to do in New York. I would honestly imagine it's going to get more so that way for both of us the more we get into doing this, you know? Yeah. Let's make Justin talk about some of these European acts you saw. Yeah, how was Europe? It was really good. Uh... I, I have only flown, like, one other time before, so it was... That like, was, in your life? Yeah, like, well, I went out to, like, California with him, and that was, like, the first time I, like... He I, handled it really well. He's really good with playing. <laughs> Fuck no, yeah. <laughs> No, he's good at it. <laughs> he rides the plane. <laughs> on the way out, I got, like, sick... Off to Europe, or? No, on the way out to California, I got, like, sick... Like this is uh, this was for the for the listeners at home. This is for the scant shredded nerve, West Coast extravaganza yeah, that happened in 2015 or something. Yeah. Too? Uh, 14, 14, yeah, 15. I don't know. Uh, so what happened? Yeah, uh, Europe flight was actually pretty chill. Other than I went to sleep wearing a hat, woke up with no hat, never <laughs> found it. Uh. <laughs> you lost it. That's probably like the airplane. biggest thing I could think about. <laughs> they don't really have hats in Europe though, because they don't have baseball. I ended up getting like a super weird hat that like hugged the back of my head, made my head look all weird. Like I had like a alien bulge in the back. I was. I, They've got caps. Uh, yeah, it's a bad. Cap. Not really a hat. I had a bad mm. hat experience over there. 
mostly. Yeah, who'd you rip with in Europe? Um, die Combination and Wince in uh, in Germany. That was that was really fucking sick. Played with the uh, Quack Quack. Um, yeah, those are those are probably the most the, the things I was the most stoked on. Die Combination specifically is so. Wait, I thought Quack good. Quack was from Pittsburgh. No, no. Gothenburg. No. <laughs> That's like Dan Johansson and this dude Hugo. Huh. Yeah. You're thinking of Henry Mallard. Oh yeah. yeah. I am. It's name name is the name of a duck, but uh just also is just his real name. <laughs> it was just thrust upon him, but <laughs> Okay. No, it was really good. I the the best part of it was just meeting uh some people that I'd talked to for a long time and just hanging out with Grant and Will and Pascal was beautiful. Uh, Really was that like Grin's first set of shows? Like, it, of I Minneapolis? think outside of Minneapolis, yeah, they were insanely good. Uh, that they were probably like the thing I was the most stoked to see on a lot of the shows because they were just like amazing. They had really different sets every night, but always like felt exactly like their vibe and was really well executed too. I was curious what Grant's gear setup for that would have been, because like Carnival most of his like gear a... looks like bombs. Carnival, <laughs> he had a more of it than you would have expected him to have had over there. But we all kind of had like pretty slimmed down. Like I basically had like contact mics and like a handheld deck, and I, I wish I would have brought more stuff. But yeah, it, it was kind of hard to. We still like ended up having to like check bags, and the whole point was like not to have to, you know. But. It was good. I, I, I want to go back at some point soon. Like, it, it was a really good time over there. Brett from, like, Total Black put us up for, like, five days or something. Like, people were really, really accommodating. And, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Nice. Well, I know you guys have some best of lists. This yeah, is kind well, of like I just want to say just a kind of uh, <laughs> leading off what Justin just said, that a really cool thing about his tour is that he uh, he came back with uh, all these white centipede noise releases, uh, super sick uh, label that's now based out in Germany, was originally based out of Minneapolis. Yeah. And uh, just uh, in general, um, I personally have not dealt with as much like imported noise in my life just because I'm typically a cheap fuck and I'm not really out here uh, mail ordering uh, you know tapes from other countries and shit like that just not really how I roll more like a get the tape at a show I went to kind of person um, and uh, I don't know just like that whole uh, grip of white centipede noise stuff was amongst some of the best stuff that I heard uh, throughout the year as well as another order that didn't really I mean I guess like happened a lot later but emanated from connections that Justin made in Sweden with a Team Borough Tapes also oh, yeah. sent us stuff for the shop. Very, very um, good shit coming out of Sweden. I managed to get my hands on a few things that Angst did this year as well, but not directly uh, through them. Just managed to get it from various artists that have done over here. It's another label out of Italy that's doing a lot of really cool stuff. And I'm glad because I saw a lot of this stuff on the internet for years. Never really got to hold it, touch it, hear what it sounds like, look at the actual art in person, and all that's, you know, super... Uh, enhanced experience so sure. I'm glad that I got to touch it <laughs> it's always good to touch it so about my best of list yeah, yeah. we gotta we gotta yeah 
side it. This isn't in any order. Best of two thousand. This isn't really in any order, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump around. But um, is it just releases, or we got moments? Uh, no, no, just, just tapes. Just first of all, just tapes. So, okay, I'm I'll specifically slip mine down the tapes if you want. I'm specifically not shouting out the Pleasure Island LP that finally came out this year on Torn Light. Um, I'm also not including uh, <laughs> the Pleasure Island uh, tape from the triple cassette that me and Justin um, released. Even though now I have included it, I said it. Uh, so. There, I slipped it in. I just put my own tape on the list. <laughs> we put it out, and I'm putting it on the list. Pleasure Island. It was, it was awesome. It's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, Super really fucking good. good. So, all right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna really uh, start things off by saying a tape I can't pronounce the name. So I'm just gonna get that stupid moment out of, out of the way. Sports spawn on oxen. Um, Okich. I'm not even gonna say it. It's gonna sound like I'm. I'm Making a joke if I pronounce the it. The name uh, of the sports team? You can't say it. Um, Let's just say it's the amazing sports team. Yeah, m- Alright. Let's, let's get more than just like the name of the album. Oh, okay. Like, let's, well, let's talk about it. It's really, really good. Yeah. Really surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, can I have Shawnee discuss it, please? It's yeah. just like, <laughs> it's wild. It's a wild tape. It's, <laughs> the the A side is like, just like masterful cut up, like with a ton of like very interesting sounds that I like don't usually hear rock but like in Boards like, of Canada type pads Boards of Canada pads <laughs> laughing on the beat like it's crazy humor <laughs> and then it's just like you flip it and it's out of control like there's like vocals all over this side and it's like but they're not like power electronics vocals it's just like real just hard just like aimless screaming but it's like cut so masterfully it's so sick alright it's really good. The vocals on the B side are, are really, really top notch because I really had already accepted this was a no vocal tape. I had seen some uh, footage that. of Sports Spawn, right? I'd seen doing the crazy vocals, and I was like, damn, I was like, guess I'm just hearing the awesome noise. I wasn't upset. I was stoked to hear the awesome noise. It was noise. so good. Um, but on, then the B side pumps up, and it's just like these amazing vocals are slamming throughout the cut ups and the weird ambience. And yeah, it's real, real surprise. Uh, Really surprised that I could hear anything that good that I wasn't already aware of. To be honest, that that felt yeah. that felt good, it felt nice. The No Dreams Nostalevo. Yeah, the No Dreams uh, release on Nostalevo, um, Human Synthesis, which actually you can listen to on fucking Spotify. It's, it's which is awesome. Yeah. It's a great fucking it's that tape. fucking good. It, it's incredible. Um, luckily, got to see him perform where I believe the set was kind of similar to some of the material uh, from there at least on the same tip that he's on. And uh, it's really just, just wonderful. There's seven tracks on it. Um, it's not just like a good A-side, good B-side type deal, which uh, you've heard from uh, Omar in the past. Not that that was bad at in any way, but this is even more considered fully fleshed out uh, release. It's uh, really like a, uh, it's top notch for someone that really just uh, always gets better, honestly. So really, really, really sick project. Um... I also wanted to uh, mention uh, Alba Cell. That's a new project from Alex York, Torn Light. Um, Camouflage Near Obsidian Stronghold is a uh, very to-the-point, quick... It's a C10, uh, right? Uh, it, it, I don't know exactly what length it is. It's somewhere in that early range, for sure. Um, I know that he, he just did one that was like a C8. Yeah, that so new was, one was a C8. Yeah, but um, yeah, he, he keeps it short, sweet... Um, a lot of attention to detail, uh, just like uh, really just good all the way out. There's no filler, um, which is important for a project like that. Um, 
Um, also, um, to speak again about the, uh, the Swedes, um, VMS Elite, uh, Dragon Death, uh, yeah, released, released early in the year on New Forces, um, Impeccable, that's the guy that runs Team Burrow, it's just really, like, that, uh, top-notch noise that, like, you wish you, uh, had just, like, an easy category to put it in, I don't know what it is, it's, like, that realm of just, like, good, harsh noise that isn't definitively one thing or the other, it's just, like, good harsh noise and they're you know uh somewhere in between that and uh just like thick sheet metal harsh noise well i don't know there's 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 no no term for it but you know it every time you hear it every time that you hear uh you know cackerlack anytime you hear uh the sewer election get real 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 fucking harsh it's just like uh it's something else it's awesome and this is this is one of those things for sure so um speaking of sewer election even though he's right here Across the way from me, I gotta put the sewer election ligature uh, on there. This is incredible. Yeah, really, out. really fucking good. The live set. That was best show of the year. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that when you we were talking about, was it me and you or me and you that you were like that 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 you guys felt like the tape kind of was like a period on like the just the sick gig. Yeah. No, definitely. I just like think of Monument it as like one gig. thing. Yeah. It's like yeah. the the show was easily my favorite time i left my house this year and like the, sh- the tape i would just always like think of that show being that sick you know when when i was a kid um i had this really sick day out at the uh the, the <laughs> piers and also the aquarium with my family in san francisco i was like maybe like five or six uh at the end of my very sick day seeing all these sick aquatic animals for the first time in my life uh my parents bought me this little like stuffed seal to commemorate the moment and I kept it with me my entire life and I feel like the uh, sewer election ligature uh, tape is like boy. that little stuffed seal um, before <laughs> my 2017 harsh noise year and uh, to just uh, unpack that gig a little more there's a Cacrelac being split that was released oh my god as well yeah that's got to make it because Cacrelac and beings I just discussed were on that god tier of harsh noise yeah. So let's just At keep talking. When Kakalak was playing, it sounded like he was just pulling the Earth's crust it up was and throwing insane. it around. Just yeah, for for the lineup of that gig, just for some yeah. people who don't know, was White Rhino Taxidermy, which that show featured all Roman, who's sitting with me, mm. Matt, who's sitting with me, and Justin, who's sitting with me. It was their first show, and they, I, uh, I booked the show, and I wanted to start it early because it was a lot of acts, and I was really fucking worried that nobody would show up on time as as it goes. And I think that they played at... It was supposed to play at 8.30. We pushed it to 9, and the room was basically almost at capacity already yeah. by the time they went on. They were the first act of the night, and they just really, really... I don't know. It sounds corny. They really set it off. And <laughs> was that the one where you had the monster truck? Yeah, yeah, the monster truck. You had, like, monster tape. truck Sample. source. Yeah. yeah, sick. You gotta do it up. Dude, that whole show, though, was fucking insane. I couldn't believe it went off so well, especially, I mean, and Roman's not going to relate to this, but the venue was a dry venue at, <clears throat> at the time. And Donkey Donuts, baby. So everybody had coffee cups filled with it. It just looked like the whole show was drinking coffee, but it was I not. I was the only one drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Shawnee looked like he was having boys' night. He was. I was with uh, my buddy uh, Josh, uh, J. Russ, uh, 
across the street with his uh, at the time new girlfriend and he was in I think maybe this was the time he introduced me to her or something like that and the moment that I was being introduced uh, was me pouring like a mangarita into one of those uh, <laughs> coffee cups and she literally like exclaimed like she was like I'm too old to be arrested drinking mangarita or whatever and I just had this insane thought of I'm not <laughs> <laughs> But to uh, keep going on this flawless harsh noise concept, my favorite concept, um, Worth, uh, Slow Hell. A, uh, I'm not going to talk about the new Worth LP because this is really just a list of uh, tapes that I've made. But Worth, Slow Hell, that was on uh, QC's uh, Lost in the Flood label, which is the new label of limited edition releases from Gene Pick is an incredibly well-recorded, extremely loud, harsh noise release. Um, I know that that may sound silly, as why not just listen to it with your fucking stereo louder or whatever, but I'm telling you, the, the, uh, the frequencies on this tape are incredibly loud. Uh, they're just incredibly huge. Uh, really just sounds very, very, very well done. Um, and before I lose the uh, topic, I was just on with that crew of Cackerlack, Bing, uh, Sewer Election, etc. Um, this was a huge year for uh, Legless, a musician who I've known um, for ever since the early days of me uh, making music because we're around the same area and uh, someone who had very limited output um, for various reasons. Uh, throughout all the time I've known them, even though it's always been really, really impeccable, good quality stuff, um, he kind of dropped a, a, a flurry of releases on the world this year. Uh, he's definitely his most active period, and uh, each one is, is great. It's his uh, signature style of just like relentless, long form, uh, constantly changing, super dynamic, harsh noise wall, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's, it's awesome. Live, he's incredible, and it's great that he's on a. He's on all these, uh, you know, tapes now, and there's a bunch of people are hearing this uh, a lot more than they have in the past. Uh, I've chosen uh, Music for Blackouts, uh, a cassette released by White Centipede Noise, which I felt really uh, sums up a lot of, uh, you know, this artist's uh, personality and sound uh, in one. So that was very, very, very good release. And uh, someone who is constantly championing all these people, releasing stuff by all of them, and running what I consider to be the, uh, the uh, best label in the United States, uh, New Forces, is uh, Stefan and uh, his project, uh, Action Discipline, which is him and Brad, uh, their release from this year, implementation, uh, implementation of Pain Device, was once again just top-notch, uh, I know I've said that now like a million times, but really don't have <laughs> any, any better way to explain it. It's like a good mix of cut up, uh, metal abuse. Uh, They're like one of the few people out there right now stateside that's going long. Yeah. Like 60 minute tapes and stuff. They have that signature nod to the Japanese as well, which you see like especially increasingly in like Luke Tandy Williams' oh, yeah. work and uh, obviously a very important crew for them. You know, I've talked with the both of them personally about how important they see the combination of the American and Japanese schools on harsh noise to them. That they view that as like the, uh, you know, c combining the macronympho with the incapacitance is like the holy grail of harsh noise for sure. So, can't say I disagree. Um, it's like pro wrestling. 
I guess while I'm talking about okay. new forces, <laughs> I'm going through this list, man. I love I it. I made it. Um, we'll talk about new forces. I'm going to say that the interracial sex tape, uh, boy, that is, was on my list. Was very, very, very good. But um, someone, someone else can talk about <laughs> why it's so good. I'm just listen to it. I, it's very, very, very good. If you're familiar with the artist, it's uh, does not disappoint. I think the way he made it it's like yeah the concept behind it is yeah very, it's like stuff from his childhood that he just like destroyed mangling vhs tapes from his like home, home movies yeah. and stuff there's a like a new issue of new forces coming out where he talks a lot about it what else you got on that list now um well i guess it's a longer time about power trying still uh concave convex which is like one of the Alter Egos of Breathing Problem um, had a really excellent uh, tape, a sex surrogate this year. Came with a really sick zine. Um, this has to do with, like, uh, essentially this project deals with uh, people that are concerned with, uh, I guess, like, a, I don't know, like a hatred for the human body, the human form, uh, really just like a type of uh, dysmorphic uh, feelings, ha- hatred of your own uh, form and existence. This is one of the topics explored by uh this project which uh that's kind of what uh you've seen breathing problem splinter into multiple projects of them um interior one actually probably my favorite of them which like solely uh focuses on like a true crime uh, sort of topics uh if you uh know rusty you know his, his he's extremely well versed in that topic so it makes it a voice worth listening to and uh something that's usually uh overdone and played out but is not really from them um, their cassettes all come from 2016, though. So, uh, Breathing Problem just like this year and last year's been awesome, just the whole label. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe my list is done. Oh, the uh, the Power Cannot Conquer Heaven reissue, the No Rented was a real treat for the world to have. Uh, Oha, awesome. I mean, that ta- that's a CDR from 2001, so you know. It's just a reissue, but uh, reissues are great because, you know, sometimes it slips through the cracks, and this one slipped through my crack, and um, <laughs> I think it sounds uh, I think it sounds really, really great. Um, also, uh, if anyone follows uh, the work of Jeff Plummer, um, formerly uh, a member of Shallow Waters, uh, leftist uh, Palatronics group, uh, Equalize LP on hospital staple, but also their their numbered series Shallow Waters one through six are really just a phenomenal um, Paralytronics releases. Um, Immaculate Grotesque, his old Harsh Noise project, which uh, you know uh, a slew of releases over a long period of time. His newest project Creeping had a really great offering on a Bacteria Field, which was a, another great label releasing stuff this year. Uh, Wish you cared like I do. Uh, just I don't know. There's there's tons of creeping material out. This one uh, stood out to me, and uh, really just feel like uh, Jeff is someone that keeps at it, and uh, every one of his projects is great to watch evolve. So nice. That's did my the, list. Did the cost tape come out this year? Liminal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That one's yeah, that's yeah. on mine for sure too. Yeah. Someone else start talking. I got some. <laughs> yeah. Let's I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some LPs just because I think that they're worth mentioning, but. Um, yeah. Starting with a tape, I'm going to say that the Kieran Aurora tape on Skeleton Dust mm. is one of the sickest, like, junk, harsh tapes that I've heard this year. It's really good. 
really really good pummeling noise that goes into these really sparse parts and that's like my that's like you know gets me off uh <laughs> that was really fucking good uh the mistletoe tape on dead gods not to shout out the boys right across from me but that uh that project is great and that tape is probably the best thing that mistletoe's done i'd say it's hard not um, to shout out the boys yeah <laughs> they did a really good job yeah i mean year, the label like, did, did, did had an incredible year especially like i mean they were that was going to interject before they put out what 13 things this year 14 did the 14th leather bug was that Okay, so 14 releases. I've had the slowest year with the label that I do, and I was, so I haven't put out, I don't think, anything this year, except for the, uh, was I helped with the sewer election split that I'm on, or collab that I'm on, but yeah, they, they put out so much good stuff this year, so it's hard not to include it. That triple cassette, the Pleasure Island Shred Nerf Scant is definitely on there. Um, Cotteries. Yeah, that could, be, that's, could be on your list. <laughs> that tape is awesome. That, no, I just, that's like project I think was my favorite stuff this year i'm gonna say that the sex jesus reissue dream what mm. dream what dreams can afford on breathing problem is amazing i'm like it's really awesome to have that on vinyl it sounds really good i think uh and it looks great i believe that uh uh what's his name did the art for it uh kevin kevin yeah who's who's really great um yeah. so i was stoked on that uh the uh in it for free music lp that came out on Omelot, I was I'm obsessed with just like weird like outsider free folk. I don't even know what you call it, but it has a bunch of it has a bunch of a mixture of all sorts of aspects in music that I love. It just sounds unlike anything else I've heard this year. Uh, the still image tape on on Throne Heap, oh, as yeah. well as the Hander Samvardar tape on Throne Heap that came out in the same batch. Both of those are impeccable. Specifically, the still image tape. Um, which is uh, 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 Shane Church from Hostage Pageant, if, for those who don't know. Uh, it's a new project. That was one of my favorite things this year. Um, <coughs> the uh, Spoils and Relics for Cassette Box on Second Sleep. I'm obsessed with Spoils and Relics. Everything I've tried to get everything they've ever done, and that was uh, the first time that I've gotten like a four cassette set in a long time that I was like just diving into and... and <clears throat> Couldn't wait to listen to the full thing. I've listened to it probably like five times over. Just really great stuff. <laughs> Just really great stuff. Uh, the Bone All tape is one of the sickest things that came out this year, hands down. Uh, just if you like that style of music, they just keep... Yeah, it's really, really good. I've listened to that probably more than I've listened to anything this year, and it only came out like a month or two. <laughs> that's been taken with consumption the there's there was like so much from sweden that came out that was amazing this year but the sewer election lp on ideal malign is really really good um i haven't heard the jartechnet one yet but i'm assuming that's just as good uh but that one i found listening to i found myself listening to a lot but it's not one of his harsher ones and i know some people don't like that his like quieter stuff but i'm obsessed with it and i thought that was one of the best this year um, my friends in Urchin put out I'm going to say two good seven inches this year because the last one the first one came out at the end of 2016 uh, so I'm counting that as 2017 but both Urchin EPs are just like a incredible like anti-Symix shit liquor style punk that I'm obsessed with um, I'm trying to think what else the Spectral Voice LP I really liked a lot Justin 
Uh, pretty much everything that got covered would yeah, cover you guys, most yeah, of my Matt, stuff. Matt covered so much of what yeah, I was going to say. Think that the, was... I think the only thing that I can specifically think of is the, even though it's usually not my thing, the comp that's on Lies that's like Klein, Enrique, Sinfuegos, Shane English, Danny Moore is like really really fucking great and uh the mbd tapes that came out this year i i specifically really like the one that he put out himself uh I, that's like one of my my favorite things that came out this year for sure yeah it's hard to talk sometimes you're like i know that this is my favorite thing that i've heard all year and I'm like i'm just noticing now as i'm listening to things like i don't and you were saying you were kind of having the similar yeah. issues like hard to describe why you love something so much but if it resonates with you and you're i don't there's like there's so many little nuances in specific people's releases that really stuck out to me this year. Oh, and um, the Shredded Nerve tape, not to give the boy too much shine, but the Shredded Nerve tape on Monorail, I really loved. Because I kind of heard that coming, I heard that being made along the way the most out of like some of the most recent stuff. that you've, You sent me a lot of like bits and pieces of it before it came out, so it was yeah. nice to finally hear like the finished product. <laughs> it's crazy how good of a year an artist can have after having their last show in October of 2016. Well, I think it's just like a, I think it's a, uh, like a, um, what's it called? It's like a phoenix from the ashes. Yeah, man. yeah. I was going a little, a little crazy there for a little while. Again, not to give too much shine, but the last like four scant sets I've seen have all been incredible. Yeah, we should talk about live, but live, live has been, a, yeah. it's live, it's been a lot of good releases this year, but I feel like live, at least in New York City. A lot of bad sets this year. <laughs> really bad sets that's what I was gonna say that's literally what I was gonna I mean there's a lot that in New York yes yeah, uh, New York's the shows I've seen in other year. places have yeah. been alright but New York New York's been pretty shitty pretty bad sets Kyle Key's jams have been really good I'm gonna say cause he just started playing out live by himself this is his first time adventuring out solo and the first few sets that I saw him do in New York have all been really fucking good and it's strange to me that he was ever nervous about what he was doing cause it's really top notch yeah um he's gonna tell me about how bad the sound quality on the pa- podcast is because it pretty much <laughs> does like, every time uh, rigged up a uh thing who's, who's bad sound quality mine because oh. i just i'm always my equipment's subpar ever since i left jay behind in milwaukee it's just not the same yeah, i miss jay shout out jay. Jay. Yeah, jay justin you got some more releases <coughs> what do you mean that you, that you were your favorite of this year? I mean, you or guys pretty sets? much talked about it. Like all of them. You guys got to see Kieran Aurora live this year, though. So I did sick. not. Yeah, I, did not. Really I was. was I think great. I was on tour. I was in times, Montreal. Right? Or yeah, that was that, and um, what was the other really hot one? I Kieran was sick when we went on that tour and saw him. Oh yeah, in Arizona. Yeah, that was cool. I think like the, the stuff that was the coolest to me this year was definitely just a couple. There wasn't many shows that I thought were good, but the ones that I saw that were were like amazing. The Drew McDowell doing Time Machines, yeah, was that was incredible. Really, really good. Uh, honestly, like the people we talked about who actually came through, like Albacel, Cotteries, MBD, No Dreams, like those 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 sets were really good and just kind of a- Margaret. Margaret had a really bunch of really good sets this year. Margaret at Brooklyn Bazaar was awesome. Oh yeah, the record release. Margaret was awesome. um, in Providence. Why the hell was she playing in Providence? That just was, was a show. Uh, no, it was her tour. It was yeah, like a, a tour. That was tour. awesome as hell. She, she was just smacked amazing. my phone. 
out of my hand for texting while she was playing. <laughs> uh, can't say one. I disagree. QC at the Knockdown Center. Oh my god, yeah, that Gene was pick. awesome. Um, oh, I missed that. We roll up to the Knockdown Center, for those unaware of it. <laughs> yeah, Gigantic like venue. Me and Justin saw Sun there in a completely like smoked out, merch-filled room. Um, <laughs> like 3,000 cap. Yeah, but Gene Pick was playing there. And his name was on the, uh, the fucking matinee or marquee or whatever. I have so. a ticket fly ticket that all it says is Gene Pick at the Knockdown Center, and there's like six other bands on the laptop only harsh set. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> the Gene Pick tape uh, on Monorail was awesome. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah, this that year was really too. Good, and definitely had the best cover of the year. Yeah, you gotta say, yeah. uh, Snowy Duke. Duke is, is God on the phenomenal cover, cover really. I mean, oh, I mean, like I toured with Pleasure Island, and every night he fucking. I was gonna say the Cleveland show was great with you and, and him and Justin. Oh right, I forgot Justin jammed that game. Killed in prison. Yeah. That yeah. was just one of my highlights in general of the year. Was just going on the road with John because we, I, I think all of us feel we don't get to see him often enough. So yeah. getting to spend a week with him was really nice and so e- one of the easiest tour mates I've ever had in my sure. life. I was, uh, I was, uh, even though I don't see John enough, I do gotta say that I know that um, because his uh, his partner Emily has Facebook. A lot of times, I say stuff on Facebook that I know John would love to have seen me say, <laughs> and I have full confidence that he will be on his, uh, you know, he'll be on his partner's Facebook at some point with her laughing at the things that I said on Facebook that I almost feel like there's not enough, uh, you know, there's there's not as much a distance as there may seem. <laughs> I feel he's always right there because he knows that if I issue out something that I really want him to see that I said, he'll see it. I, I, I believe in him like that. I mean, you have a pretty strong reach as far as social media goes. Giant it happens. Man. Your content rises to the top. Yeah. Definitely some good posts this year. You're definitely an influencer. I'm on the social media. Um, Shouts out to anyone listening from uh, Zylan's noise group, uh, Patricia Noise Posting. If you are a teen who doesn't know much about noise and wants somewhere to communicate with it with uh, me and Eric Trude and uh, sometimes even uh, Joe Sitkowski, Usually negative content from those two, um, but um, on Facebook.com, uh, Patricia Noise Posting is a place where you can take a little bit of noise knowledge, post about it, and have a older dude yell at you that you should be listening to NSBM or uh, Sketch PE instead, and then I will uh, swoop in later, sometimes with some grandpa-type responses about noise posts. And uh, Zalon will attempt to keep order and purity as much as they can, but um, Zalon will fall victim to how wild it gets up in this noise group. So if you want to join, now you can. And if you reference this post, I guarantee you um, Eric or Joe will likely um, tell you what you like sucks and uh, give you a better uh, YouTube link to listen to. So. Patrician noise posting. Patrician noise posting. They talk about Shrednerv a lot. You, they, I don't think they'd let you in there. I don't want in. <laughs> I don't want in any groups. It's sick. They got an album of the week uh, a poll, but it's not new music. It's just <laughs> of all music. It's sick. So like, I I, I I log in there one time and I get on the website, you know, <laughs> and.
and uh, they got uh, they got Krumer walk with me up top. <laughs> I'm just like hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> album of the fucking week, you know. So it's still I I agreed. Yeah, <laughs> I think I voted. Maybe it. I should get in. It's a pretty good group. Facebook.com. So. Oh, No Dreams at the Glove this year is one of my favorites. That's yeah, the set yeah. I was referencing. It was oh, okay. awesome. Definitely. So, things are just popping into my head now. Kalino's uh, Savior of the Night set, like where everything had just descended into pure lunacy, and Kalino got up there with the Happy Birthday QC set. That was wonderful. That was really well. good, too, yeah. This year uh, proved a lot that anyone that I, 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 I knew for years to always just pull out the stops in any situation still has it in them. And that was like, uh, Maybe that was more good to so see. Than ever. Yeah, I saw a lot of people really just be like, you know what? I got this. I, I got the noise. <laughs> I know how to do it. So I got it. It felt good. Some of the Nick Klein uh, oh. jams this year. <laughs> latrines at the club. Yeah, latrines. Klein at Secret Project. Yeah, Klein at Secret oh, Project yeah. Room. He dropped the bass and brought it back a lot of times. Because any time that Klein drops the bass and brings it back in, I'm... He's going to be doing it for six hours on Wednesday night if this somehow, you know. He's a, he's a master of muting one part, then unmuting it a few minutes later. And it's, it's, uh, it's, sick it's never a style not. that just, you wouldn't think to mute or unmute these things. He's he's shutting down channels. And uh, <laughs> bring, he's, bring, he's bringing them back. If Nick actually sent what he showed me in his room uh, to Monorail to put out, then the Nick Klein tape on Monorail is really, really good. I have not... Uh, popped it in yet but I believe I heard it when Nick showed it to me and then later showed me some of his acoustic guitar work he was working on <laughs> um, but the noise he sent me was amazing so I really hope that is on what is on the monorail tape but if not I believe it's on like a, another monorail tape because uh, he's, he's going in on the monorails yeah, this year. Was, yeah. smart ass decision on John's part this year there was no uh, was there any new pedestrian deposit or anything this year no just shows. well we need it yeah, they didn't go on their I saw, big tour. I saw either. a video of the, of John dropping a drone that sounded like black metal. From what I assume they're working on, and it sounds hot. Of course, Masculine. Uh, all of us. Oh yeah, but, dude, that show was cool. That was the, the Stroker set was oh, very yeah, good. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Stroker set was. Oh good. yeah, the Pusineri show. That's the one time. So they didn't go on tour. We just yeah, they just like did like, some like one offs this year. Insane venue to be seeing a noise show in. Yeah, there was like what like a. Uh, Art installation of RVs and shit like that in there. Oh yeah, yeah it was like some deers. Yeah, and like <laughs> it was like a fake, like wildlife. I don't know. It was shoutouts all the time that shows turn into people rolling around on the ground. There was a lot of that. Year. Just a lot of. It was a big year for that. People yeah. threatening to jump off. And oh yeah, that was the, <laughs> that was <laughs> the Christ. Um, can't do too many inside jokes if you're not going to explain them. Yeah, I think you got to explain the building. The uh, I'm talking about the venue. The venue that we saw Drew McChallis' Time Machines at and the venue that we saw this insane uh, Poos Mary Bob Bellaru uh, pedestrian deposit show at is like a gigantic like exhibition space made for like, I don't know, like huge orchestras or bands or like some shit like that. Like it's just gigantic. And, uh, Outside they have a giant like uh, the, jungle like gym. Another thing. show that summer, part of the same program was Sleep. So oh, that's yeah. like that big of a place. <laughs> sleep there was fucking sick. Shout out to Sleep. 
But you, you, you put you put. Good year for sleep. <laughs> it was man. It was if you still stock, awesome. Yeah, if you stock the place full of people that are used to seeing shows in like DIY spaces, the behavior is not going to line up to the quality of this building. There's like a little point. thing in the backyard where yeah. it's like a, like a mini little building that you could walk up to and kind of like an overlook and you could see the city. It's nice. But uh, someone we know was dangling from it by the end of the night, saying, "I'm gonna jump." <laughs> <laughs> And the whole backyard, people were like, no! Like, the people that don't know this person. I told her to jump. <laughs> yeah, I've been really... I, 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 uh, talking about live shows, I really wanted... I've seen there, there, there are a lot of good bills out in the West Coast um, that I wish I could have seen. It seems like theirs are really would be a really sick place to play right now between, like... Uh, the Oxen Crew. Yeah, and the Oxen Crew, Unseen Force, even further up the way. Um... I mean, obviously, John. The, like, the, uh, like Oakland scene's yeah. been popping this year too. Like the, like Chris Latina and Scander and all those dudes booking cool shit too. Yeah, I mean, like Nostalevo, Condradiac, Monorail are always like the like standard things in California that are always like awesome. And like, you know, with all the other things in the mix, like just mentioned, like Oxen or Unseen Force or even things that I probably don't even know about yet because I'm not out there. You know what I mean? It just seems like they really got it going on with like straight up noise shows too which is like i don't know it's like it's one thing to see uh you know noise in the mix with like a bunch of other things and that can be also really cool but like just like pure good like viable just noise shows that's like no that's a sweet spot that's like 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 a show that's good enough that multiple that enough people will show up to make it worth everyone's while like the venue promoters artists everything like that and like enough people there enjoying it the artist for it makes sense for to be there like that's like that's that's sick that's the that's the the goal (laughs) as far as i see it seems like they accomplish it over there a little more than we accomplish it over here right now we don't really get it done (laughs) what are some things you don't want to see in 2018 No more, like, content, like, no more shit that's just completely devoid of content at all. Just, like, a, no, like, no actual fucking, like, imagery, just, like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. No, no ideas. Unless the imagery is the lack of imagery, gonna say, have noticed, uh, really... Um, don't you feel like Vomir could come back? It'd be a great time, <laughs> um, yeah. Don't you feel like uh, brewing under the current of all this style is like a distinct uh, lack of style to, to, to kind of peek its head over the wall? I saw that uh, the, uh, Roro, Romaine, whatever his name is on uh, the internet was up to something very far away from Vomir. I yeah, he's up on the Instagram now. It was like some kind of country years. I don't know what he's done, yeah, but... He's been doing that for um, a minute. Yeah, the Vomir... Uh, I, I cannot believe that it reached a point where I actually looked at the world and thought to myself, you know what? There's not enough for me. You know, <laughs> well, Margaret, Margaret played with them at Burkheim this year. Yeah. No bag. And he had no bag. He just had a leather jacket on a dress well? shirt. And, put Harsh as well? Yeah. Ooh. No bag, though. No bag, though. He's still jamming at least. Yeah, he said it in Could you be more specific? No, you don't have to, I'm not asking you to shit talk either, but what do you mean exactly by devoid of content? Just I'm, like, I'm asking you to shit talk. What's that? Releases that have like a lot of like production and time put into it but have no like there's if no meaning ask, behind any of it if you ask them what, what it was they'd be like I don't not know. even like asking them what it's about just like the I guess it's mostly just like labels that like commodify releases to all be part of one thing as opposed to like shining the light on the individual release I think is like 
the best way I could maybe describe it. Hmm. I'd say I'd agree with that. Um, there's a lot of labels where each batch... Sorry, I'm eating a cookie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god, I need water. <laughs> <laughs> While you're getting water, I'll say I, I, I think quality control is something that could definitely be increased in 2018. I mean, but that's something that you could say for every single year, though. That's true. Yeah, that exists. That's There's true. always going to be an overflow of I mean, trash. that's what makes the good shit so good, is, is like, so, because, like, you see so many shows that's, like, like, four batch bands and, like, one slammer. It's, like, true. when the one person slams, like, you're throwing this in the air. I think, I think that mainly what we're talking about here uh, with Justin's point that he was making before he was overcome with the need for cookie and water and I don't know where he went now um, <laughs> is that I think he's uh, uh, against uh, what what uh, could be referred to as like a fake fancy uh, you know what I mean it's like you get the you get the release and it, they made it look all nice but like they, it's not it's not nice because like it's like put a lot of effort and like thought put into it it's just uh taking the blueprint of something that did have a lot of effort and thought put into it and made to look exactly like it to kind of just be like oh this is like the template of like thoughtfulness and like uh something like symbolic or something like that where it's just like yeah i get it there's a lot of tapes where it's like some xeroxed uh piece of art or it's just like one thing or like one little isolated phrase or whatever and it looks like artsy or like fancy or whatever but like the difference is like if that meant something to the release you'll hear it on the tape like you'll hear it like the quality will be 100% through if you just slap together some like fake fancy imagery and like uh, some shit made to like make it look like it was like full of thought it's it's gonna be transparent on the fucking tape it's noise music there's not much to hide behind it's either gonna sound good or it's gonna sound bad and people are gonna know the minute they hit play so it's like you, you could dress it up all you want but I think a lot of stuff is just, like, loaded to look like it has a lot of symbolism and, like, personal importance to, like, the artist that's making it, but it really is, has nothing other than, like, I think this, like, looks a certain way and and fits, like, a certain, like, aesthetic need to, like, make it appeal to certain people, but I don't think that it has really anything to do with, like, the process of making it. Mm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that put a, a lot of like time and like personal significance on art and I, uh, to like releases and I, that like always makes me care more about like the sounds on it as well and so I don't know I, I think that all these labels that do things to to come off a certain way don't necessarily always reflect like the art that they're putting out like I think it becomes more about like the product and like the batch than like what it actually sounds like and what it represents right what do you think roman want to hear from me yeah you're part of it too aren't you sure i guess i am part of what no not what you were saying you're not part of what justin was saying sorry (laughs) yeah um i i think it's just like a problem with with underground music in general is that it that um is that is that it's uh there's a lot of people that think a subculture is a counterculture and those are two different things and when you have a counterculture you're you're running opposed to everything about the culture at hand when you have a subculture you're just smaller than and like to me that's the difference between 
most of noise and most of punk. Whereas, like, I think most of punk is a subculture trying to convince itself that it's a counterculture. And then I think there's a little bit of noise that's a counterculture trying to convince itself it's a subculture. Um, and then there's those people that are kind of in, 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 the, in the mix in between where they do something that's by the numbers because it'll get them tape sales or they'll get them booked on shows or they'll be able to go or whatever but like it lacks that sincerity and I do think it's really I think it's really obvious most of the time mm -hmm. and it just sucks that even though it's really obvious it, they tend to still get the result that they're going for because it's exasperating yeah, I just don't think that some people how do I phrase this the people that are eating up the things that are transparent to you are more far removed than some other folks are, I think. And I think it's easier to be tricked. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. I think some people want to be tricked. I guess I don't even think that there's anything wrong with all that stuff. I just, it's not what excites me. Yeah. The, biggest the question thing. was, what do you want to see less of? Not what do you yeah, not I want don't, to Yeah, I don't exist. think that it shouldn't yeah. exist. People can do whatever the hell they want. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think it's... I, I respect a lot of that. It's just not what I am excited about. I guess it's not even like what I'd like to see less of. It's more like what I'd like to see more of. Yeah. More of, I guess, is just like all the stuff we were talking about, what we liked this year, just, you know, better, more version, more of it, you know, n new stuff that's exciting. I don't know. I, I It's hard to hear stuff now that doesn't sound like something you've heard. And so even if something's like kind of, weird or like in a way that doesn't sound like great to the ear i'm always excited if i hear something that just does i can't think of anything else that sounds like sure. too the biggest thing is that like we all just talked about things that we love that we loved this year so it's not like there it's not like we're talking about old people we're talking about people that are that have mm -mm. been doing this for years or just starting to do it so the fact is that it's clearly possible to make things interesting i think that just people that what i want to see or i mean even for myself is just to fucking work harder and make something significant rather than just being lazy i want to see less laziness i think um i would like to see a more clear version of what matt was talking about earlier with like embracing the new realities of what we are a part of versus like the history and the story of it all and like you know if you you have to just you just have to accept the fact that things are not the way they used to be and like finding a way to make the best of what we have now is pr is what i hope people get more on the same page with next year i guess yeah i could i couldn't agree more what uh what's exciting coming up for everyone um just the uh the fact that um there hasn't been any and the fact that he's playing this show with uh, Sutcliffe, uh, Yuggin, and uh, uh, L.A. makes me think that uh, there's got to be new Grey. There's a I, new double LP coming out on Spectrum. Yeah, Spectrum. I haven't heard I, so I'm pretty stoked to hear that. Yeah. Uh, new Hive yeah, Mind. New Hive Mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll be stoked to, to hear that for sure. Um, and... Uh, the new year Beyond yeah, the Ruins batch that's about to come out I'm excited for it yep. comes out on like Friday or something uh, Disclosures um, I know that some of the stuff that he has lined up is is, is going to be very good 
Um, I imagine that uh, Stefan has some big hits that he's got waiting in the wings uh, for new forces. They seem to do quarterly updates, so you know I can imagine probably about he's got something in January three yeah. to four times next year. I'll be super stoked about that. Um, very interested uh, to keep checking out this label from Canada, uh, Dogmatics in Outline. Um, the things I've gotten my hands on uh, by them are uh, very, very good and uh, seems to be a, a small clandestine operation of uh, maybe even just one individual or maybe a tight-knit crew of kids that are putting out stuff all seems to be similarly minded in terms of aesthetic and sound uh, could all well just be one person i don't truly know what the deal is i've only communicated with one person from the label that i know is responsible at least for some of it um but it's very very good yeah the stuff that came out last year and the year before i think they've been around in 2015 yeah yeah like the the more index tape the current warming stuff and the more index stuff all really top top notch it's it's surprising to me that more people haven't i mean it's not surprising because it's this is a very small operation i think that they don't really put them put it out there for everybody to see but if you can get your hands on it i think all the stuff yeah. is really quality really I'm, I'm really excited for the sin fuegos lp on lies on yeah. lies i've heard it's amazing and i hope that uh montgomery alabama comes up or birmingham alabama maybe this year oh yeah <laughs> there's a um trying to think I'd like to keep checking out what Team Burrow Tapes is going to do um, all whatever he's got uh, lined up for next year um, uh, interested in all the California crews that I mentioned uh, maybe there's a new pedestrian deposit I don't know they they uh, they, uh, you know, they seem to space their stuff out pretty nicely, so I don't know what their uh, schedule is, and uh, I don't know when the next thing is going to come. But there's, uh, I've only learned with them the longer they take the, uh, you know, if, if that's what they think, then that's it's correct. You know, if they <laughs> if they think they need years to put it together, they need it, and it's it's worth it. So I'm just going to trust them um, on that one. Back to uh, back to Sweden. There's. Uh, Felicia, who is one half of Milos and Olympus, has started jamming solo. I've heard it's been amazing. Mm. I know she's supposed to do an LP, or, and I know she's doing a 7-inch on uh, IDDB. Um, I'm excited to hear that. I've seen some videos of her just, like, ripping. So I hope the uh, Snake in the Garden LP finally drops. Uh, that's something I'll, I'll be really I'd love to see about. a Snake in the Garden again soon. Yeah. I, uh, I, I hope that there's new Kakerlack in some way. I always hope for that every year in my life. I got a new tape from him when I was in Stockholm. And it's yeah. a ripper, as you'd imagine. Uh, interested in seeing what uh, Luke Tandy does, especially maybe uh, empowered by having physical location. Uh, congratulations, Skeleton yeah, Dust, oh, for yeah, that. Uh, let's see what he churns out now with the Mad Headquarters style, you know <laughs> what I mean? So it can only be good, only ever is. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, bacteria field. Love to see what uh, you know they got cooked up for us there. Um, I'll just you know I'll wait. I won't spec. I won't uh, speculate <laughs> what possibly could be going on there. And uh, of course the uh, kufar that drops on uh, no rent um, beginning of January. Uh, any you know next week or so. Uh, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be special for sure. I've, 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 what, the information I know about who uh, performs there uh, on it, uh, what, what, what it's like, uh, what all has gone on into the production of this release. It really seems like it's going to be a really, really great way to start the year. 
Um, you guys will be celebrating a year in February, right? Mm-hmm. Of the store being open, the label yeah. being. Yeah, is there gonna be a killer party? Price, you know, I love a killer party. Parties. Um, I actually, I've got an answer for things I don't want to see. I thought go. of. Um, just want to say there's a there's a lot of noise that's. Uh, it's sure there's a lot of noise that's like politically themed or you know has political intentions behind it uh, that definitely exists, unfortunately, or you know depending on which way you want to look at it, I'd say that's the minority of projects. A lot of it have nothing to do with any type of uh, you know a political situation or anything that's going on, and uh, I just uh, I I feel like with all people and the noise scene's not immune to this is that you don't need to feel the need to get um, sensationally involved in all kinds of things uh, because it just goes way past the noise scenes that the, the world is, you know, inflicted with uh, tons of issues that you may become aware of, especially um, with uh, hyper usage of social media and the internet just in general, you're going to become aware of all kinds of things and like it actually uh, just pointing out that it makes you look silly <laughs> and then it's a disservice when you take up the cause of the month and then drop it um, ultimately, you, you really just you know made yourself look worse, and you cheapened uh, whatever situation you decided to tip your uh, you know put your tippy toes <laughs> into for a few seconds. So, sure. just a little uh, shout out to everyone <laughs> on that one. <laughs> what what's what have you got? What are you what are you what is Scant's plan? What are Scant's plans for 2018? Uh, I uh, have not had a, a way to record in quite some time, and I'm looking to rectify that situation ASAP. And I believe uh, I'm about to, uh, with uh, the uh, you know uh, partly in, in due to uh, the help of uh, Justin here, is giving me this old recording interface he had, which uh, um, I haven't had a, a new laptop in about seven years. About per big big purchase for myself, about to get one. <laughs> And uh, after that, should we be able to churn some stuff out? Um, I know I have some stuff that uh, is going to come out through uh, Beyond the Ruins, working with uh, Pile again, always trusted. And then um, we'll, we'll see. I got I got some things cooked up. Uh, uh, we have some things com- forthcoming with the label as well, which um, there's maybe more uh, concrete answer on that. Um, have incredible masters um, from uh, sorry um, incredible masters from uh, Breaking the Will really 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 phenomenal sounding shit um, Common Form which is uh, another project uh, based out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio uh, Nate and Wes uh, new, new things from theirs um, there's also uh I, we have the uh, the blind date master, which is a uh, Tyler who's not here for this podcast. Who's actually texting me right now, asking if we want to meet up. Little does he know, all of his friends are together at the place <laughs> that he bailed on coming on. So yeah, when he puts that to, when he puts that together, um, we'll see what's up. He's trying to meet us at the store. Little does he know, the store is here, <laughs> doing the interview that he was invited to be on. I was, I was gonna say Tyler's tape was really good this year. Oh, oh yeah, it's awesome. Really hot, and I'm excited to see what he does in the future. That um, that's part of the the uh, California thing too, because that's the label, right? Uh, Idiopathic is isn't Karen that, Aurora. Isn't that Texas? I thought that he was in California. He's in Texas. I don't know. Either way, know. that shit looks good too. Add that to the list of shit that I'm I'm checking out as they go come up. Um, we have an oozing meat. Oozing meat. Yes, yes. Noise core from. 
uh, Richmond, uh, Virginia. I guess that's another thing I want to see more of. This was a good year for noise core, actually, which is shocking. Yeah. But yeah. it was. <laughs> it was Gotta say, it was a great year for noise core. Um, Mental Portion. They got a Reeking Cross. Uh, suppression, obviously, churning out the motherfucking tapes. There's meat. Um, Rectal pus. There's all those fucked up kids in the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> landfill. Uh, oh, shouts out Just landfill. like, since there's so many of them, and I'm going to forget one of the projects, just like all of them that convene for Harshfest and then are on the internet all year long, dropping millions of fucking, uh, you know, uh, releases at one after another. It's just, it's a. Uh, it's, a, it's an insane flood of noise core, I'd say. So, Bucket of piss on no rent. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> that was special. Um, bucket of piss on the big stage. No rent records. Um, practically, practically major major label at this point. Definitely best music video of the year. Um, Pay, uh, PayPal, PayPal to Bukaki Machine at gmail.com and what's it, what says and more it's like what have you ever needed to see more when you opened up a release and looked inside of it <laughs> than just those words PayPal to Bukaki Machine <laughs> at gmail.com you can still PayPal that email right now if you're listening to it and you want to give Bucket of Fist money you could PayPal <laughs> to Bukaki Machine at gmail.com I'm looking forward to uh, my own tape. It's very good. <laughs> I've been sitting on it for like a year and a half now. It's very good. Uh, yes. Yep. Can't wait. Justin, what are you looking forward to in 2018? Shawnee's tape. Shawnee's tape. That's right. It's very good. Uh, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed all the sets I've seen you play. Last one ripped at the gateway. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. The new, the new Dreams LP that's about to come out. I, it's been like in the works forever. It's awesome. That I'm really excited. Alex for. claims on social media um, that possibly it may even drop this year. I think that would be insane. <laughs> but I do believe that York maybe has for, some insane for, no for dreams. Reference, it's December 18th. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some kind of no dreams like a Santa Claus thing where uh, he uh, gives the world the LP. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Christmas the Vile Gash LP that has been recorded for years and finally is done. Um, I'm looking forward to working on my own shit. A release on Dead Gods, I believe. A release on Lost in the Flood. Mm. And then a collaborative LP I started working on with Sewer Election. Uh, that's, that's New Rectal Hygienics. Oh yeah, I heard a I heard a little uh, taste of that. Yeah, it sounds awesome. What about you, Roman? What do you got going on? Um, I'm looking forward to. We have a Roman master too, by the way. Just great. So good. <laughs> he was asking the questions. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to my own releases. Nice. Uh, I'm hoping my LP will come out in 2018. Oh wow. I'm trying to think of things I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to my dog being healthy. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out Mazer. Yeah, shout outs to Mazer. The dog. Big ups to the dog. The dog. Yeah, the, dog. <laughs> the only good one left. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the only Mazer. Last left. one of the boys. I'm looking forward to dealing with my grief over over Marcy. Uh, <laughs> How are you doing? Terrible. I'm, I'm not even joking in this. I'm probably going to cut this because I'm like so depressed about it. Don't cut it, man. This is, the, this is part of the grieving process. This is perfect. Wow. 
I'm looking forward. Yeah, I think we all need some cookies. <laughs> Open them back I'm, up. Everybody. I'm looking forward to there being vegan cookies somewhere else. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I've had so many cookies. I'm looking forward way. to doing more episodes of the podcast. Honestly, uh, it, everything kind of fell apart in the last quarter of this year because you know Maz got sick, and then like uh, I decided to move back to Cleveland after that, and I've just kind of been getting settled back into being a Clevelander. You really gotta say though, looking at this cookie spread that Justin Zant gave him, I don't really understand why everyone feels the need to throw in the one cookie that's clearly not as good as all the other cookies in any kind of cookie spread. Yeah, like it's just like, alright, yeah, so Justin wanted uh, snickerdoodles and sugar cookies and chocolate chip, but he also wanted gingerbread snowflakes. It's like, come on. Everyone knows the gingerbread snowflakes are the last one that's going to be left. <laughs> and it's just like, why? It's like, you look at any type of like spread of cookies, like that weird one where it's like the one like that's like the butter horse or whatever, and it's like, who the fuck wants that when I could have had the walnut with the chocolates? Or even like some of those weird like cream jelly filled ones are like, alright, but it's like, no one wants to get stuck with like... Like the one that's just like the butter glazed horse, you know what I'm talking about? And the cookies bread? Yeah. What's so. Chesapeake? Who the hell would be stoked to have that? There's no flavor. There's barely glazed with any sugar or butter, to be honest. It's like a light glazing. And it looks like a horse, like. That's the cookie? I feel like I'd be stoked to meet that person because they're probably a true, true. Really? Who's out here? Like, ooh, like gingerbread. Like, what she knows about Justin is that he runs, like, a maybe fake business and that he smokes weed all day, <laughs> sleep until, like, 1 p.m., and she thought, oh, he needs gingerbread snowflakes? Like, we're still going on this, huh? <laughs> I'm trying to think we didn't cover anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Gingerbread snowflakes. Fancy noise. <laughs> is she trying to say that I'm a snowflake? Multiple times this year, I was reminded of the man that um, threw his entire life savings away just to get that gigantic uh, Rastafarian uh, banana. Oh. And I just want to say that still, that's very funny to me. Um, <laughs> What's that? The, the guy, guy that threw his life savings away trying to win the Rastafarian banana. I didn't hear about this. Oh, he's at a carnival. He became obsessed with a uh, gigantic, oversized Rastafarian Rasta banana. banana. Yeah, you know yeah exactly Rasta banana. And he just spent all the money he had because, like, his life was already spiraling out of control, like, in the gutter. Like, it was, like, how he cracked and, like, lost it. Like, he just emptied his bank account and, like, spent he... it all on the... Well, I gotta say, man, I got game. hustled at a street fair. I wasn't even trying That's to like... win shit for anybody. And this guy stopped me at so, the Italian street fair it's this guy. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying I can sympathize. I can sympathize. I gotta say a shout out to the lady at the Italian street fair this year that at uh, 11.59 poured me up the biggest drink I've maybe ever had in my life. Uh, oh, yeah. That was so sick. I still have the big uh, palm tree glass. Nice. Palm tree glass. I know what I'd like to see in 2018. Mm. I'd like to see Matt getting water at Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, last time I went there, I got to talk about this straight oh, yeah. up. They've, Dude, they've downgraded that? it from uh, a free water cup to now they're giving you basically the cup that the cheese comes from in the no, cheesy nacho. It's, it's the marinara cup for the pizza. That full of water. This woman was laughing at me, and I looked at her and I said, I didn't choose this. This is what they give you. Dude, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see some uh, new mannequin holocaust. True. Oh, shit. I kind of forgot about that. I'd like to see some uh, John Mayer. It's happening. He's up to stuff. Zozo, new band. He's cooking up. Um, excited to see what Soaplands does next year. I want to hear those uh, Zola Jesus remixes. Yeah. 
Barita uh, six or eight cassette bo- like box set that Yurishima is gonna do. Pretty stoked on that. I was gonna order it, but I didn't. Mm. It's ninety bucks. Yeah, but it's like made out of wood. I feel like I it's classy it. It enough looks, that I can make it like a yeah. centerpiece of my house. On your mantle. Yeah. The Rita foot foot box on the mantle. Yeah. Nothing else. I think I think we've about got enough for a holiday special. How long did we do? Well, a little over an hour. By the time I edited that one, if I. Just listening back and editing this episode, I have laughed so much. Uh, I hope that everyone out there enjoyed that as much as uh, the, all of us in the room did. Uh, thanks again to Chris and Shawnee and Matt and Justin for taking some time and, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, making this holiday season a little warmer for everyone out there. On a more serious note, the beginning of December marked one year since I first started this podcast and um, personally it's been a tumultuous year. I've moved from Milwaukee to Buffalo and now I'm back in Cleveland. Uh, my dog had a, a serious surgery and and um, I went through my own personal transformation uh, with my, my health with uh, physical, mental, and emotional and uh, didn't do a lot as far as uh, noise as you know like playing shows I did play a few but uh, and I put out a couple releases but you know this was the uh, a, a revitalizing year for me as far as being a part of the community and this podcast has gone a long way towards making that happen so I want to thank everyone who's interacted with me uh, you know be it the guests or, or the followers out there uh, I always encourage everyone to rate review and subscribe using uh, iTunes stitcher or your uh, preferred podcast platform as always you can email me harsh podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions concerns comments um, I had made an invite for people to put out holiday messages and, and it seems in true noise fashion no one is getting anything done on time so the episode's going up and uh, hopefully everyone out there has a safe holiday and a happy new year we will be back next month with sterile garden and going from there hope to have some uh, really great guests in 2018 and to really try to live up to a regular release schedule uh, i know i kind of fumbled that you know the last half of this year but uh hey life happens uh, again thanks so much for listening and we'll look forward to next time i mean one of these days even though it's been 
eight months of saying it, and I actually want to sit down and, and do real interviews with you guys. But I know. I, I feel know like Justin, this is pretty I know, real. I know Justin has some anxiety about it. <laughs> I've got a lot to say. You've got a lot to say, and I look forward to getting more all eloquent than most people I know, Matt. To be yeah. fair, maybe if you ever sit down, maybe I'll talk. Yeah, I've we'll had see. a lot of time to think about my thoughts. I think that's the best possible way we can end this out. So. <laughs>